All right. Welcome back to the Dialed Up Podcast. This time around, we got a Tuesday edition, but we got a lot to get to, so let's get right into it with some uh, some of the weekly recap as these boys crack it open. All right. So, starting off, I didn't get to watch a lot of football this week. I worked third shift on Saturday, so I was sleeping most of the day. I did catch a little bit of that uh, Georgia-Bama game, and standard Georgia sports procedure, have a good sizable lead, and then blow it and get your shit stomped. I mean, what else is new? Atlanta, Georgia. I feel sorry for y'all, man. That is a rough spot. I mean, just... Heartbreak after heartbreak. Boys, what was your thoughts? I mean, hey, the Falcons won. <laughs> yeah, but what did it cost? <laughs> Everything. <Yeah. laughs> no, I mean, uh, so I, I didn't really get a chance to watch much football either Saturday until uh, me and uh, Callahan and some others went to the bar, and we caught some of the games and kind of kept an eye on Like I liked, to, I was watching that UNC game. Yeah, that um, was fun. Laughing my ass off. Well, we'll get to that but in we'll, Yeah, we'll, no, we'll get to that later. I'm just saying that was like one of the only games outside of Miami and Pitt that I, uh, I was, really got to watch. So well, did you even did you get to watch much of the Bama game? Because if so, not, I'll go into it. So, well, I did. And I also had another cool point to kind of put into it, too. And this was something that I thought about from the perspective of how Georgia came out versus how they ended. Yes. And to me, I think it's more so, like a lot of people might sit here and blame, people can blame a lot of things for that, right? Like you can blame scheme, you can blame, there's so many different things you can blame. I think it's the strength staff. I think it's their, I think it's their strength and conditioning staff because at the end of the day, I think they just couldn't keep up. But Ohio State was still trucking. Or I mean, sorry, Bama was still trucking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And that's just how Bama's always been built. But... I know that they have a new strength and conditioning staff that came from Indiana that's, like, one of the best, one of the very best, and, like, above and beyond a lot of other strength staffs throughout the nation because of the science that they put behind their stuff. And I only know this because my buddy, Hunter, he played football for Indiana. He told me about all the crazy shit that they did that was unlike anything that I've ever heard of in any strength program ever. And I, I had buddies that played uh, different programs, and talking to all of them, I had never heard of this shit. And he's like... Yeah, so literally Nick Saban just walks into fucking Indiana one day and says, hey, give me your strength staff because of how advanced their shit was and how above and beyond it was scientifically for the human body. So, which it's already like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Bama's already like that far ahead and now they have to fucking have the best strength staff in the nation possibly. Possibly, I'm not going to make that statement up front, but it's possible. And I, based off what I was able to watch, also fucking however many beers deep, I was noticing that Georgia's players were getting fucking exhausted once they hit for like they were fucking yeah like they came out solid and they surprised Bama but Bama just kept the same steady fast good solid strong aggressive pace throughout the game while you saw Georgia came out whooping ass and then fell back and well a lot of it I feel like not only comes down to yes the strength and conditioning is a major part of it right your your players have to be able to play at that high level. And still be able to focus. Uh, at, yeah, you know? for an entire four quarters. But not only that, I mean, the coaching definitely, Georgia got outcoached, and Kirby Smart was just another notch, another Nick Saban protege that couldn't beat the King. I mean, yeah. he, what what's that put him at, 21-22-0 against his former assistants or something like that now? But if Georgia came out, they were playing really solid in the first half, they were really competitive, but you cannot have the turnovers. I mean, Stetson Bailey threw three interceptions. And if you want to hang with Bama or beat Bama, you can't. You can't do the turnovers. You have to play the cleanest game possible. And honestly, I coming into this year, I wasn't that high on Mac Jones. But the kid is he's, – he's one of the best quarterbacks in the nation right now. He's playing at an extremely high level. He doesn't make that many mistakes. And, of course, they're – they're scheming for him to be successful. They have are giving the play calls and putting the game plans together that are um, really helping his play style. They suit his play style very well. And that's, I mean, it's just Bama being Bama. So, right. I and we'll get into this a little bit later, but I just, I don't see anybody in the SEC that's going to challenge Bama. Well, it's, what's funny is, like, because we all hold Bama to this way higher class. Yeah. Uh, and honestly... You know, when you think about it, and you always think about talent, you always think that it's Alabama, 
and like everybody else. Like I know like some teams compete with them in terms of talent, but you always think Alabama's always going to be a class ahead of everybody. Yeah, but Georgia but, has the know, most talent. Wasn't well, say, but yeah. the funniest because I think you're going to hit what I was what I'm literally getting leading into is Georgia's got the most five star and four star talent in the country. Yeah, and they just can't seem to get any kind of control in this conference. And I I can't I don't know what the issue is right whether it's um. Whether the scouting staff, you get these kids and they're really well talented, or they just but they just can't handle the um, how tough the schedule is. If they can't handle that schedule of a Division One athlete, or if it's just a lack of development on the coaching staff, a lack of development I, in the weight room. Yeah, development in the weight room. That's what I. I see. You, you can't. I, I don't know quite what it is, but the disparity is definitely there because Georgia recruits with. Everybody, they right now they do have the most four and five star recruits on their roster. So the question remains: like, what is I, going on? There? I think it's a. I think Alabama just has it's the mentality that the coaching staff puts on their team every year. Because when you watch them on the sidelines, especially, they're like in a different freaking mood. Yeah, they look insanely serious, like compared to other sidelines. You know what I mean? It's like the same stuff. It, I see it, there. You can tell that it's like the Patriots. Like the Patriots, Bill Belichick doesn't give a rat's ass who you are. It's you're gonna learn, you're gonna get into this system, and you're either gonna work or you're fucking gone. Yeah, I don't care. He'll trade anybody. He'll cut anybody. Doesn't give a shit. Yeah, that's how I see like Nick, him and Nick Saban, are, and that's why they're the best coaches in their respective leagues. Well, and they're they're cut they're cut from the same cloth. I mean, there's a reason why Nick Saban was Belichick's uh, coordinator when he was with the Browns. And that's why they fucking meet up and talk football with him. Now it's funny too because like. Those guys clash, even though they're fucking like boys. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they think they they still have that same mindset and mentality, but that's what makes them clash yeah. too. But like, yeah, I agree. Like one hundred percent with what you just said. It's a completely different mentality that has become like it is set as the standard, and those guys have to meet that standard, and they also also need to know that up front, or else, like you said, they're fucking gone if they don't. Yeah. So it's like. Imagine coming into that program. Like, imagine, I mean, you have a completely different mindset if you get fucking a full ride scholarship to play football at Ohio University versus Alabama. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're going into Alabama fucking scared and making sure that you do everything as best as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. If you walk into OU, like, after like day five, you're like, where the fuck are we getting some beers, boys? You know what I mean? You're you're thinking more about the parties. Yeah. You're (laughs) like, where where are the bitches at? You know what I mean? Like, that's the thought. There was one, uh, before we move on to the next game, there is one. Issue I did see with Bama, and that was their special teams unit. Their punting unit. I didn't, looked, I didn't see that much. Uh, their punter was struggling. He had some consistency issues in that game, and I have a feeling that that's going to be a major focal point uh, for the Rolling Tide this week as they continue to go into the season. Because as we stated, Belichick, saving those types of coaches, special teams mishaps and bad execution on special teams don't fly. Yeah. But let's get into something that uh, – I know Mr. Darby's going to be really excited to talk about, and he had been calling it and calling it and calling it. He knew it was going to happen. We did not <laughs> expect it to happen. Didn't think this it was going to be this team, but right? gosh, I, damn! And well, what's funny is I was saying it when I was watching it. Was I serious? I think I told Callian I was seriously, seriously, seriously thinking about picking Florida State in that game. You, yeah, and and I said it, and I hate Florida State. I think they're trash. You said it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean that that was one I didn't get to watch. Time so, out. All the more reason you should fucking subscribe because we're on top of this shit. Anyways, continue. <laughs> I wasn't able to watch this one. I was asleep and when I woke up the score fucking shocked me. So I let me hear what you had boys got to say about this one. Well, I mean, if it wasn't for um a second half comeback, Florida State that first half was almost running away with it. I mean, they controlled yeah. that game. Um Jordan Travis looks like he could be a pretty good quarterback. He didn't really do shit against Miami, but, I mean, he looked like a good quarterback that game. He had a, I think it was like a 30-something or 40-yard oh, so run. Blackman. Blackman's not the starter anymore. It's uh, Well, that explains they a had, lot, um, Jordan Travis, he's like their mobile quarterback. He's more he's more legs than arm. Okay. Um, but he did have some really big plays, mainly on, on the ground. And their defense, I mean, I think I've talked, I've hit on it that I've always felt like Florida State's defense has been solid. It's just their lack of offense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the similarities we've we've had over the the year between the two programs. But I just think, dude, I'm just I'm not high on UNC, man. 
I yeah. haven't been. I, I've been saying it since before the season started. I just, I mean, they, uh, they have two great running backs, but you can only rely on your ground game so much. Yeah. And Sam Howell, outside of the uh, second half, the comeback, didn't look that great to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I mean, I don't he know. still put up good numbers. No, but he still again, put up good numbers, but yeah. it's in a comeback. You yeah. know, it's where you're forced to throw the ball, so obviously your numbers are going to look better. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that Kirk Cousins effect, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I just, yeah. I just, I, I, I really, I, I didn't really see this upset coming. Um, I, I was kind of really wanting to do it and say it, but I, I didn't. You know, I just can't believe they lost a, a one in. What the hell were they? One and three at yeah. the time. One and four. Yeah, one and three. So, oh well, man, let's get into the game. I know you guys can actually talk about. Let's get into the Pitt Miami game. So, Darby, I want to get lead it off with you, and me and uh can, and Luke can just pop in. Well, I want to give a shout out to the Miami fan base for saying fire Manny Diaz because we only beat Pitt thirty-one to whatever the fuck Pitt scored. Are you shitting? I'm me? dead ass serious. Yeah. Uh, so they want they think Rhett Lashley sucks. Uh, Manny Diaz should be fired. Uh, Blake Baker should be fired. Um, they think Rhett Lashley sucks. Yeah. So those coaches do. Or yeah. All, and they want all. They also want us to bench Derek King. So you know. What the fuck, <laughs> dude? Look, this was a solid game. I know Pitt was on a two loss streak coming into this game. They were both very close losses. Pitt's got a top fifteen, top ten defense. They actually have, it's been debated that Pitt has either the best or a top three defensive line in the nation. And they had, you know, the sack leader coming into this game. And we handled them. I know it kind of seemed, it started off kind of slow. I thought our defense really gave up a lot on that first drive. But we held Pitt inside the red zone to three field goals, um, which was perfect. You know, we have a very bend, don't break defense. Uh, It's shown. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it, it's broken against Clemson, but it's been bending most of the year. Um, but I want to give a, a shout out to uh, Quincy Roche, who he kind of went off. He had uh, I know not really on the stat sheet. It doesn't really show much because I don't think he had. A, he, I don't think Seven I couldn't find tackles. a. I couldn't find a sack. A, a half. He had a sa- sack and a half or half. A sack? One half sack. So he had a half sack. He had a forced fumble with the recovery as well. Um, he's <laughs> now. Uh, Tied for the lead in college football for t- uh, TFLs. Yeah, he's four. Yeah, he's been uh he's been the quiet he's been the quiet guy on in this roster, and that defensive line because I know uh, uh, Jalen Phillips gets a lot of the praise on that D line because he is you know a, f- a physical freak. Uh, Quincy Roche is more your technical guy. Um, his technique's perfect, and you know he now he's looking like he'll be a, a first round draft pick. So it was a good uh, it was a good. Good showing by our defense. Offense kind of was... Our wide receivers suck. Uh, so, big news coming this week was um, Manny Diaz is opening up the uh, wide receiver core. Everybody is an or on our roster, or our depth chart coming into this next game. Uh, everybody's going to play. He's tired of... He said it before that game that the seniors, it's time to put up or shut up. And now he's definitely holding true to that. Um, so shout out to him. He makes changes when he needs to. The little bit that I saw, it looked like the wide receiver core was playing better. They were they were catching the they ball. They were playing better in terms of, yes, they caught the ball, and Mike Harley made one play. Yes. However, this wide receivers do not know how to create separation. No. At all. Uh, it, it's like if our tight ends can't force themselves open... That we can't really move the ball, and, and Derek King it puts Derek King in a shitty situation. That was uh, that was the majority of your passing. It seemed like was Mallory. Oh yeah, and he had uh, he had two touchdowns. One was a, a nice fucking play designed by Rhett Lashley yeah. to get. Um, it was a nice short uh, touchdown throw, but then he had a we had a deep ball to him earlier in the game. But I just you know Mark Pope he was catching the ball, but. He's just not that explosive. I, I don't see the explosiveness that we've all expected out of him. Mike Harley's too inconsistent. Um, I, it's time to see the freshman. We're going to be seeing the freshman now. Um, run game was kind of lackluster. Um, well, no, again, that, that front seven for Pitt is no yes, joke. Yes, and that's when I, but as what I was going to say was, they're, you know, this front seven's insane for Pitt, and people are, are really are ignoring that. The one thing that I was really surprised with was I did not see... Uh, 
Cameron Harris near as much as I expected to. I mean, he still had 12 carries, but in that first half, it was like next to... If I'm not mistaken, I think he got shaken up a little bit early, and okay. we start, we kind of started rotating. Because um, I think I missed the first two drives or, of, of the game. Yeah, I, if I, I think. I might be wrong. I can't really remember if I'm blending this game with another game, but I think he got uh, shaken up and got pulled for a little bit. Okay. Um, so, no, he didn't get that many carries. And then we were in control of that game, so we didn't really need to put him on. I mean, yeah. Jalen Knighton and um, Don Chaney are two really good backs. So, um, But, you know, overall, I think, because uh, a lot of people are calling out Derek King and his overthrowing of wide receivers uh, and his deep ball and accuracy, but I really think it's more a lack of chemistry and uh, lack of intelligence in this wide receiver core. Well, and you have to take into account on that is being having confidence and being comfortable in the pocket when he was throwing under pressure a lot. I mean, let me go through here and just look. Do they have it? They don't have QB pressures on this stat sheet. Well, they got QB hurries right there on the right. Yeah, so there are are only two QB hurries, but, I mean, four total sacks. So he wasn't comfortable in the pocket. He he was throwing with a face or two in his his, uh, path, and that's why he had a couple deflections. Uh, I mean, five passes got deflected. Well, and and one one thing too was uh, Jared Williams. Um, he didn't play. He had a. Uh, they said he injured his hand in practice or during the uh, Clemson game. So uh, Zion Nelson came in and started at right tackle. Yeah. Um, which he, Zion Nelson didn't do too bad. Our offensive line didn't do that bad for the defensive line we were going up against. Which like a fun stat for you is because we're talking a lot about the Pitt defensive line. We held Pitt to f- under thirty yards rushing the entire game. Yeah. Which is. Fantastic, regardless of who you're playing or what you want to say about the opponent. That's really damn good. Um, but I thought it was a solid game. I think the fans need to shut the fuck up, personally. I don't care if you want to come in here and bitch. You know, go ahead, come in and bitch at me, but you're going to look like the fucking idiot because it was a gr- it was a solid performance against a solid team, a solid defense. I don't know what else to hit on there. Well, let's move on then. Yeah. So, boys... <laughs> AP came out again. Oh, yeah. Um, Fucking, I'm sick of AP, dude. Oof. This is this is just absurd. I mean, I, I, I it doesn't make any sense. You have Notre Dame who... 12-6 to six against Louisville! I mean, dude. And then Georgia gets blown the fuck out, and they're still ranked fourth in the country. I, I, I don't know what the hell is going on here. I think, personally... You think since he beats Miami? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I love our guys. Well, I I'm, be, I'm a homer. I'll tell you what. Like, fuck. I think since he beats Texas A&M. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Texas A&M well, is ranked B- seventh Ooh. in the country. B- I think BYU needs to be in the top five. I just don't think. Simple. I don't think since he deserves to be in there right now. That's an overrated. I think you do because everyone above you is lost. That's the and, only reason they're doing that. Well, I get that, but but it's more it's I can justify that better than Notre Dame being three coming off the performance they did against a team Miami absolutely shit on. Well, let, let me let me just fuck I'm up the order a, lot of teams a little bit after us. So that I know would probably beat us. So this coincides directly, and we were going yeah, to talk about this a little bit later. The college football playoff is going to have a major problem this year. So there is a lot of things that are going to happen, and I'm going to pull up the stats page here for you. Okay. So, this is the current AP Top 25, and this is why I think the uh, college football is going to have a major problem and a lot of pissed off people and a lot of pissed off programs that have the right to be pissed off with them. Since it is still only a four-team playoff, you're going to have a lot of teams left out and possibly a lot of undefeated conference champions left out. So, of course, we know Bama is most likely going to get in. They're most likely going to run the table in the SEC. They're going to get in. Clemson, same thing. They're most likely going to run the table in the ACC, and they're getting in. Big Ten champ, if there's no COVID cancellations and they get all the games played, which is maybe tough, maybe even if one game uh, gets canceled, they may still have a shot. But if Ohio State goes undefeated, I see Ohio State getting in with how the season has played out. Um, especially, especially if they perform how they are expected to perform, I don't think you would be able to keep that talented of a team and dominant of a team if they perform out of the playoffs. And, and I think the committee and the pollsters are going yes. are going to be aware of that situation. Yes. Well, what about now, how much leeway does how how much leeway do these teams in the Big Ten have if they have to postpone? None. 
Exactly. So, but you know that there's going to be some postponements. Let's let's let me continue here. So then you got BYU, who is undefeated right now, and the rest of their schedule goes Texas State, WKU, Western Kentucky, uh, Boise State. That'll be. um, Their resume sucks, man. Northern Alabama, and. Uh, South Dakota or San Diego. That's a terrible resume. San Diego State University. Okay? Yeah. So that would be an undefeated, they're independent, not a conference champ. But they've been playing really well. Right now they're ranked at 12th. So if we're to take this polling as any indication, Florida, I see losing again. Cincinnati, I don't know if they'll be able to run the table. Yeah. Penn State is going to lose. AM's going to lose again. Oklahoma State has a hell of a four-game stretch I against picked, I picked them to lose this Iowa State, Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas State are their next four games. So I expect them to drop at least one, if not two, of those. Georgia's going to lose again, not just to Alabama in the national er, in the SEC championship game. They are going to lose again in the conference. Notre Dame's going to lose once or twice. So with BYU's going to be moving up in the rankings. Then you have the group of five situation. Coastal Carolina just beat Louisiana um, in a really good game, and the Sun Belt has shown to be a pretty competitive conference, not only with itself, but also with the Big 12, who has eaten itself alive. I see Coastal Carolina running the table with the rest of their conference. They The rest of their schedule shakes out to be um, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, uh, South Alabama, Troy, Appalachian State's probably the toughest game of those. Texas State and Liberty. That's the rest of their. And I think Coastal Carolina is a solid ball team. I think they run the table and win the Sun Belt. Then you have Marshall in the Conference USA, who their schedule looks uh, relatively easy for them as well. The rest of their schedule is FAU, who's only played one game, FIU, UMass, Middle Tennessee State, and Charlotte. They're going to be an undefeated uh, conference champion. Then you have the winner of the American, and I think the winner of that conference is either going to be uh, – it's up in the air between Memphis, um, UCF, SMU, and Cincinnati. I think UC, Yeah, I think UCF might be able to bounce back. But you have uh, Cincinnati and SMU playing. If either of those two teams run the table, that's an undefeated conference champion again yeah. right there. So – Potentially, you have three undefeated conference champions from a group of five. You have an undefeated independent in BYU who is currently ranked 12th in the top 25 and is going to move up as the conference schedules continue to shake out. Then you have the big three in Bama, Clemson, and Ohio State. There is is going to be a major uproar at the end of this year because there are going to be some teams that should be given an opportunity. They've earned the opportunity as an undefeated conference champion, whether they're group or five or not, to be included into the playoff. There's going to be some shit stirred up, and it's not going to be pretty. I've, I've been saying it from the beginning. The, big, the playoff needs to be expanded. Per, my personal preference is 16. That's my personal preference. I know people don't agree with me. Some people think eight. I think it needs to be 16, um, but I want to get your guys' takes because there there's going to be some major problems. I don't really see it. No, I understand why, because that's shitty. Like that sucks. Like you win your fucking conference, you don't get an opportunity, and I see that happening for a lot of teams too. So I agree with you. And you can't say that they wouldn't be competitive because look what the fucking Sun Belt but, did to the, yeah, Big but it's the Big 12. The Big but 12 here's, here's, here's yeah, an honest but opinion But the, the that teams they beat are at the top of the Big 12, which is considered a fucking power five. Which yeah. did a, Kansas State and... Uh, yeah, but they're not at the top. Like, Kansas State, Iowa State, they're two of the teams at the top of the Big 12 right now. I know, but I can argue that... But go ahead, Luke. Close. Go. So from like, so yeah. from an American conference yeah. point of view, and what I've seen in the past, I think <laughs> if... Let's say Cincinnati does go undefeated. Hope we do. If we go undefeated and we fucking win the conference, and we don't get an opportunity, and they just say, hey, here's this bowl game. Or there's not even a fucking bowl game. They're just like, hey, like you guys win the fucking conference. Here's your ring, like blah, blah, blah. And then that's fucking it. You know what I mean? Like, 
Like, there might be some rapper who's like, oh, give me my fucking shot, blah, blah, blah. But, bro, I'm telling you right now, Cincinnati does not want that Alabama smoke. No. Just like UCF didn't really want that shit, so they were content walking around saying they were national championship <laughs> champions, even though they didn't actually legitimately win the national championship. But UCF walked around for months... Yeah. A year. Best team in Florida, but that, won't schedule a Florida team. Yeah. Like, they were walking around for a solid year saying that they were national fucking champions. And they thought their shit didn't stink. And then next, like, you know what I mean? So I'm seeing, like, I'm talking yeah. about these teams that, if you talk about the best team in the Sun Belt, or you talk about BYU, or you talk about fucking one of the teams in the American Conference, if it's Cincinnati, and we're sitting there like, well, you, you're not going to let us play in the national championship against Alabama? Fucking... Okay, give my ring. Like, whatever. So, like, we're not going to be that upset about my, my it. Issue I don't is, see that much uproar. My issue is, I, I know there's disparity between the, the top... Big Ten, that's different. Between the top right of yeah. collegiate football and those big three that we talk about, yeah. and the rest, even the rest of the Power Five and into the group of five. Yeah. My issue comes with, if a team has earned the opportunity to play for it and compete for it, whether they're going to get their shit stomped or not, they, they've earned the opportunity to play for it. And... That takes away the opportunity for those great moments that we had. I mean, you think back to the BCS era, Boise State, Oklahoma. Yeah. That was a, a huge underdog. That was a group of five team taking down yeah. a national power at the time. Yeah. You don't have the potential for those types of things, and that's what makes sports great. Yeah. I agree. I is agree. that that opportunity so, in those moments? We're looking at an opportunity of like some March Madness college football, yeah. basically, and I'm. I'm 100% with that. I'm totally cool with that. I think that would be far more entertaining. It would be it would be extremely entertaining. It would be so much fun and it would be way better reason to fucking get the fuck out of your house and get hammered and fucking tailgate and, we and need that again. Not just that, but, but in f- terms of the kids, like the the players on those group of 5 teams, they go through uh, their career at these smaller schools not necessarily getting to play on national stage right yeah. getting that exposure if you include them into a national playoff you could prob you could possibly make or break a player's life yeah. because if they show up in a in the college football playoff and ball out against a national power now you have scouts and stuff looking like oh shit where's this kid been let me look at some more film of this dude yeah what's he been up to let's invite him to a, a workout and i think it just provides more opportunities to the kids and if that's just, you know, I think it needs to be expanded to this 16-team playoff. Every other division of football has a, a playoff that's at least 16 teams, yeah. whether it be Division One AA to fucking Division Three to NAIA, JUCO. There's all playoffs. Some of them go out to fucking 24 teams. So there's no reason that it can't be done. Darby, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I mean, I completely disagree with 16 teams. I think, I think eight's fine because I think with eight you can take – because um, I, I don't think I don't agree with I understand the the March Madness aspect where everybody that wins their conference gets a chance I think it should be more of the conference champions that dominated their opponents in those smaller conferences or the undefeated I agree with um, that. that they should get the chance because I think like an 18 playoff gets you the ability to put those teams in and then get some at larges of other teams that were like man we got fucked like a TCU from back in 20, yeah. 2014 where you get that, well, we got fucked. We should have been in not Ohio State. You get to fit in those at-large bids that of, and it, I think that would shut people up yeah. more than it, four is too small. Yeah. I think 16 is too big. I feel like eight's just right in terms of this major college football because I know the small. I just feel like those smaller um, outlets they work better there because you're not having to worry about uh, TV scheduling and shit like that. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like a sixteen team, a sixteen team would be way too much. And let me for football. There, there is another reason why I feel like um, a sixteen would be good, and this is just my personal opinion on it. Is if you think about the entire college football landscape, right? You have the major schools, those big time schools that dominate recruiting because the kids know hey we're going to be able to compete for a national title and get a possibility to play on national tv and maybe go to the next level right right big schools don't always work for kids some kids like a smaller school with smaller uh sizes and that's just what they're more comfortable right with and say you went to a 16 team playoff and like i pitched you had all conference champions got an automatic bid if you know every conference has an automatic bid for their champion, 
I think the recruiting starts to even out a little bit as time would go on. Because kids wouldn't be like, oh, if I got to take this big time offer if I want a chance to compete for a national title. Now they know, oh, this group of five team, this this fucking Boise State, I can go to Boise State and compete to an, for a national title if we win the na- if we win the conference. Right. And I think that you would start seeing some more big time talent, high school talent, start going to some smaller schools, and that would start kind of start to um, even out and widely disperse the the talent, the high school uh, stars into the national scene. And I think that would benefit college football as a whole, make the entirety of college football more competitive and be less top heavy than it is now. I, I don't I disagree on that though, uh, in terms of the recruiting. Um, because mainly I feel like you're you're always gonna deal with this where these uh, very prestigious programs are just gonna dominate recruiting, mainly because of facilities. Um, I think because the, your biggest argument against that is college basketball. You've got a 64 team pro, uh, tournament, but you can count on Kansas. Yeah. Um, Kentucky. Kentucky. You're. Uh, you can go ahead and pick. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be blanking right now Wisconsin. because we're in a college football. Yeah. We're gonna be on a, like a college football. Per- so yeah. I, it's hard for me to go and shelf over to who's good in basketball. But you're those guys dominate. I mean, they dominate basketball recruiting. It's like oh, I've got you know like cool like. Uh, uh, Valparaiso got, did the Cinderella story. I'm thinking I'm going to go to them. And then Kansas goes, hey, how about you come play Prescott? Okay, fuck you guys. I'm going to go to Kansas. Yeah, I see that. So too. I feel like it's the same way where it's, oh, man, did you see Marshall almost get uh, got into the semifinals? It's like, oh, I'm going to go there. I, they just offered me. I'm going there. And then Alabama, and Nick Saban comes and goes, hey, man, here's your scholarship. I'm going to Alabama. <laughs> so it's always going to be there. And it's not just because they're the name brands. It's because that's where that's where the money's been yeah. for 50 free, you know, fit, I'd say 50 years because no. football got the biggest money. But I just feel like it doesn't even out recruiting. It might now it will help those Cinderella's in it a little bit, but it's not going to even out recruiting across college yeah. football because those guys with the most money already that have the great facilities. Yeah. Because you believe it, that's how programs and, I, I, and that's how the programs rise is they put the money into their facilities. But those other ones that get you know even that Cinderella story is not going to pay out that much. Yeah. Yeah, but here's another thing that's so like so crucial about like college football. Now, not this is majority of college sports, but basketball is a way completely different ball game because you got a team of like fucking 10, 11 dudes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. twelve, however many guys. You're under fucking twenty on your roster, right? Uh, at least I'm pretty sure that's correct. I don't fucking know basketball. I'm, I'm a wrestler. I don't watch basketball. Yeah, fucking whatever. But no, it's, you're it's talking like, about like 120 fucking dudes. Now, if you're sitting there... Now, legitimately, because guys think about this coming out of high school, too, if you're at the point where you're legitimately getting those Division one scholarships and you're trying to think about where you want to play. If you're not getting any big-time offers, like I think back on not only myself, but other guys that I played with and how the recruiting process went. And if like you get your first Big Ten offer and that's getting near the end of the line... You fucking take that Big Ten. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you're taking that shit. Yeah. Now, if you're at the point, though, where you are a legitimate superstar and you've got all these SECs and you've got all these ACCs and the Big Tens and you've got everything and you have everything just kind of right there in front then of you. Then you search for the school that's the right fit for you. You go for the one where you know you're going to be a fucking superstar. In Alabama, you're... You're not always going to be the superstar as no. much as you think you'd like to. So those guys who are fucking dominant that can fucking ball ball out, they're not thinking Alabama. They're thinking, I'm going to go to a badass SEC or ACC school, or I'm going to go to a badass like Big Ten school, or I'm going to go somewhere where I know that I'm for sure going to get on that playing field by the time I get through this redshirt year. And I'm going to get some PT on my second year, maybe a little bit, just so I can kind of learn the ropes. And then that third year... I'm it's, fucking in it's it. It's me. And then my, the my last two years of college, I'm starting for two years, and then I'm going to the league. So, I, like, if you go to the if you go to Alabama, your spot is never, ever secured, ever. No, it's very rare that your spot is 100 percent set. So that's why that's where I disagree. Uh, so, uh, I but and then because I'll counter that with me disagreeing with how you say that. Like the superstars, they want to go somewhere where they can be the superstar, but we never see that. You don't see that in college football. You see that all the time, no, though. Not in recruiting, you don't. That's why all the superstars in in, in college football or, or uh, in high school football they go to the major programs because that's where the that's where the national TV exposure is. Regardless of that's where the best competition is. Because honestly, I know a lot of that. I want to be the best man on my team, but it's extremely rare that those guys do that. It's it's you know what I mean. Like I would say I can only preach off. I can only preach off. What you know, just off of 
what you see because I mean I mean like the best examples I mean I can only name one five star recruit that's ever gone away from a power five. So then why is Georgia getting all these five and four stars? They, they didn't win a national championship in Well, but it's a name Be- because it's, well that it's name, yeah, it's it's a name facilities our SEC regardless of how you want to say it, it's an SEC school that's going to finish top the, three almost every yeah every year in their conference and then look at it you got to you know it's Georgia they're going to go ahead and their only question mark game where you're like oh well Alabama could beat them well it's okay well Alabama's going to beat them and they're just going to drop one spot and stay in the top five anyways and they're still getting the national spotlight they're still getting that because they don't fall off. So yeah. it's, you know, it's just, that's why, like, these power, that's what I'm going off of is these powerhouse programs, it doesn't matter if you have a fucking 64-team tournament, it doesn't matter, because that's where the the facilities, the tele- and the, the television exposure, not just at an NCAA tournament level, yeah a television exposure throughout the, year. throughout the year, that's where it is, that's where the money is in college football, that's where players are going to go. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I, 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 and I get yeah. what you're saying because they, those people have that mentality. Well, fuck that. I want to go yeah. be the best. But maybe it's, it's more me that. trying to spit the knowledge of like saying to like any high schooler that could possibly be fucking thinking about this is like, go where you're gonna play, dude. But that's the advice from any old man who's been through it. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Don't go somewhere where all the big like, dogs are going. Or you're like not my advice would be take the fucking money. Like I was only offered three uh, preferred walk-ons, and all of them were Mac. Well, I guess WKU was one of them. But I'm like, you know, I'm going to take the scholarship and go NAIA. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I'm not somebody that, you know, I didn't play sports in, in high school. I didn't get recruited. I can only speak off of what I watch because I pay, I pay attention to a lot of the recruiting battles that happen, especially, like, with Florida mainly because that's where Miami is. And that's where a lot of the big-time recruiting battles happen between, you know, schools like Miami or, like, UCF and all these, uh, FAU, yeah. trying to fight against fucking Alabama and Clemson and Georgia. Dude, they come down there and just be like, yeah, we want you. And they're like, okay. Yeah. They, they're like, and I'm, I'm talking, like, the superstars at that level. Like, yeah. they're, and then you got, it's like, if they're not going to go there, well, then they're going to go to Miami, which, or, uh, you know, even UCF, you could argue, but their recruiting still isn't that great, isn't good at all. They're well, just a developing program. But I think we're going to get stuck yeah. down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Right I, I think yeah. you made some really good points, Darby. I think ultimately that was a really good discussion, but there we can all tell that there's going to be some issues at the end of this. There's going to right. be somebody that's left out of the show. Yeah. So with that said, the Big Ten is back, <laughs> baby. Big Ten football starts this weekend. Uh, I am so fucking excited for it. I do not work Saturday, so I get to watch Fuck every you. fucking second of it. Um, but here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you the three games that my eyes are really on. We're going to make some picks. And then I want to get each of you guys' pick for the Big Ten East and Big Ten West champion and then the Big Ten Conference champion. All right? All right. So starting off, Michigan and Minnesota. The Golden Gophers... Minnesota. Minnesota. I'm not going to even question that one. Okay, Darby. You're going to hate me. You're going Michigan. I'm going Michigan. That's dumb. I I think still, even though I hate on Michigan so much, I think the talent, I think that Michigan's a way more talented team. I feel feel like uh, this early on, first game of the year, I I will go pick, I will pick more towards talent than I will. Oof. Uh, I I want to I do because I'm you know, I hate Michigan I hate Jim Harbaugh but damn it I'm 100 percent on and uh, I knew you both were <laughs> I'm 100 percent on the Golden Gophers here I mean obviously that was my pick to win the Big Ten West so how many guys do we got trying to transfer out of there right now out of Michigan yeah how bad are those vibes right now well I have who the fuck is motivated to play for Jim Harbaugh I I, I know I'm nobody I know a little bit more about that situation but I can't say anything so why not. Uh, it's just I don't think it's my place, but I. We can say insider sources. It's not like you're naming names here. Yeah. yeah. Well, the vibes are very bad there, and I mean, players are not wanting to play for that coaching staff because the coaching staff is feeling the pressure from the administration. And what happens when coaches feel pressure on from administration? Head coach puts it on to the assistant coaches. Assistant coaches they start putting that pressure on the players and it's not a, a good environment to be in or perform under and yep. tensions and everything are really starting to rise and, and coach starts to distance himself from everybody because he knows there's a chance he might get fucking well, fired. You know, it's you know what not, can bring a team together? A nice big win to start a season. And <laughs> so, I know, dude. I, Harbaugh I, gets fired that's at the end my, of the season. That was one of my that's upset yes. picks this week. So, that, that's pretty much why I'm going off it. Okay, guys, so just bear with me. That here. is, I, I, like, that's, 
the first big game, and I'm if, really excited for that game. I think that's going to be a good game. If Michigan pulls it off, I'll come in middle fingers next week. Now, yeah, that's fair. How about Iowa and Purdue? Luke, I'm gonna take Purdue. Okay. I think Purdue's kind of on the up, not like up and coming big time, but like I think they're they've improved. I think they're gonna try and build off that, and I don't, I haven't seen anything from Iowa that makes me think like they're a huge threat. So okay. like, I'm gonna say Purdue. Fuck it. Yeah, I know. Like with Iowa, you can already expect a solid defense. Yeah. I mean, they're always yeah. defensively, they're always solid. Offensive line solid, tight end solid. But outside of that, no, I don't see any offensive firepower. Um, I'm all in on Purdue when it comes to this game, especially. I am all in on Purdue as well. I uh, picked them to to beat them in my predictions article. Uh, I was missing or lost their quarterback. Purdue has Rondale Moore and um, that's the big thing and for me. Is it Bell? Who's the other wide receiver? I can't remember the name of. I think it might be Bell. Um, so David two, Bell, I think is his yeah, name. Two like big time NFL uh, talent receivers. I think Purdue is going to win well, that. And one. Brom knows he's. This is yeah. last. It. This well, is it with Rondale. Brom may not be able to coach this game. Oh, he's got the. Is he got the? Yeah. Coach? Oh, he's got the Rona. He's got. Ooh, the that's Rona. a big problem though. Yeah. That's, Does he run the offense? Is he the offensive coordinator? Or is he the defense? Is he? I don't, I don't know don't what he, what side he is. But that's going to be a big. Either way, I still the star power on yeah. Purdue's side. And like you said, we, we revert back to talent. Purdue's the more talented team. Um, okay, then I want score predictions for this one because we all know where we're going to pick on this. Ohio State, Nebraska. Give me score predictions. I would say 42-28. Really? Ohio State, yeah. Really? Okay. Darby? Uh, 52-17. I think Nebraska starts off... Um, I think they're going to start off solid in like the first quarter. Ohio State tends to have a slow start. I think Nebraska has the weapons there to be able to kind of look kind of like, oh, and then Ohio State just comes in and absolutely waxes their ass and shuts them out for the rest of the, the uh, game. 73 to game. 10. Damn. Whoa. I know I told you the spread was way too low on that game, but damn it, that's way, that's a lot. I, how many times, Ohio State has been known to put up 70. I know, but first game with yeah. all the situation, and we, it's they, Nebraska. They, Nebraska has talent they, regardless of their been, schedule. They've been itching to play. We are way more talented than they are. Justin Fields has been itching to get back on the field. Ryan Day has that team fired up. I think it's going to be a blowout game. All right. What'd you say? 42-28. That's my prediction. What'd you, what'd you say again? I said seventy-three to ten because I'm I'm writing this down. <laughs> that's all. Fuck. That's a crazy. Hey, I'm feeling it. All right. All right. Now, Luke, Big Ten West champion. Minnesota. Minnesota, my Min- Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. I love that fucking dude. I love that quarter zip with the tie, man. It's fucking too. The fresh. bald head with the yeah. sunglasses. It's so fresh. It's not even funny. All right. And because like. I want to see Minnesota win against Wisconsin so Wisconsin gets pissed off and wants to start a fucking rivalry because I'm sick of seeing these two teams just be buddy-buddy. Yeah? I want to see a rivalry because our rivalry obviously is really fucking boring. That's my take. So, All right, Darby. So, uh, after looking at Wisconsin's schedule, mm-hmm. I think they're going to fall off. Yeah? I think they're going to drop three or four games this year. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, just off looking at their schedule because, mainly because... I've got Minnesota in the conference championship, winning the Big Ten West. However, I think it's going to come down to a game. You want to know who? Who? Northwestern. I'm high on Northwestern. Dude, they've got the seniors. This is that year that we, we like to talk about. Have this you been that, reading my article? Uh, I read it the one time, and I know you're you're pretty high on Northwestern too. But I'm I'm I think Northwestern. It's going to come down to the, that game, which I think is late in the year, if I remember right from reading it. Yeah. I have Northwestern losing three games: Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Purdue. Yeah, see, I have them. I can see them beat. I have them beating Purdue and Wisconsin. That's why I say I think Wisconsin's going to fall off because you look at that schedule. I can see Wisconsin dropping to Purdue, maybe see, Michigan. I have them losing to Northwestern, Minnesota. Here's my thing with Wisconsin's schedule: I think they're a good enough team to a solid enough team to beat Purdue and and Michigan and Northwestern. 
the reason I picked them to lose to Minnesota is, one, I'm really high on Minnesota. I think they're a really talented team, really well-coached team. But that's the fourth game of a really tough four-game stretch. I think having multiple rough games and close games in a row uh, is more difficult. And that's why I have uh, a big reason why I have them losing to Minnesota. But I don't know. I could see Northwestern looking at their – I could see them pulling off the upset over Wisconsin. I could see them beating Purdue, too. I could see them, yeah. I'm I mean, telling you, dude. They, I think they are my I sleeper. think them and Minnesota are going to be undefeated coming into that game. Well, now I say that. Yeah. I think they'll drop the ball to Michigan. <laughs> uh, Minnesota, um, but uh, I, I think I think that's going to come down to that game. I, I think Northwestern is definitely the sleeper for the Big Ten. Now, I'm pretty sure we're all going the same way on the Big Ten East. <laughs> oh, you mean the Big Ten in general? Yeah. So no pick. Oh, oh, seal. Okay. Okay. And then your conference championship picks. Oh, uh, All right. So <laughs> since we're on the picks mood, let's get into. Oh, I'm glad you, you said. You skipped it. over it. I'm, I'm glad you said. I'm not gonna let you keep going. We coming back to the main camp, Darby. I'm grabbing the helmet, but they're not who exactly I'm putting on notice. Because it's mainly about you, motherfuckers. The NCAA. I'm putting you guys on notice. You guys have been investigating this team for two years. Looking into improper uh, use of funds by a booster. And we literally... I remember sitting there watching it. When OBJ was giving them money. On live fucking TV after the National Championship. I remember like watching it and I'm like, dude, did it... What? Yep. And here I am, you know, I, I... because it's like hard for me to not bring up Miami, but it's uh, it's especially perfect for this one. Yeah, you had to hear about Miami players getting put on yachts, uh, having parties with strippers, and having their meals paid for. And and we had a two year ban, lost like twenty four fucking scholarships total. And my God, you've got a guy literally giving players money on national television, and it wasn't even talked about like. The, the commentators are watching it, and how do you not say something? Yeah. Like, and, and honestly, and regardless of how you feel, whether players should get paid or not, it's like weed, okay? We all think weed should be legalized, but it's not, and if someone's going to go smoke a J in a fucking on national television in a state where it's illegal, you're going to be like, yo, why does he not get arrested, but I will. <laughs> so yeah. that's the same situation. You know, you've got... Odell Beckham Jr. giving the money on national television. Uh, Cocho, the, now the rest were stepping into allegations. Um, we don't know, there, it hasn't been 100% fact. But you have Ed Orgeron ignoring rape allegations made against Darius Geis. LSU boosters, uh, an LSU booster stealing $500,000 from a hospital to pay LSU families. And, you know, and the funniest part about the OBJ situation was when it first happened, the LSUs went, oh, no, 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 that was fake money. Yeah. That was, that was fake money. No, it wasn't. And why the fuck would you be handing out fake money? And why would those guys be smiling that big over fake money? In the cherry you don't on smile like that over monopoly money. The cherry on top. I remember when Ohio State had their players selling personal the shit that they were given. Okay, like it's personal. I know it was gold the, pants, championship gold, rings yeah, to get tattoos, and everyone's like, "Put the hammer down," you know, give them the hammer. And fucking OSU took the self-imposed bull ban of a year and lost some scholarships then you get and you step into the world of (laughs) this joke of a self-imposed punishment of eight scholarships total and odell beckham jr being banned from lsu for two years if the nc if the ncaa does not step in and impose some real sanctions that's fucking absurd that is just ridiculous I mean, because you you go back to, like, the sanctions that were imposed against Miami, USC, Ohio State, even going back to SMU. What was that? That was a booster paying the players. Yep. They gave them the fucking death penalty. So, I mean, this is a complete joke. And literally, Ohio State's sanctions were more severe than this. And the, the fucking violations were way less severe than what LSU has done here. So, I mean, that is just 100% well, a joke. And, and I get, like, because we're going off of 
Now, we're going off of where the NCAA either accepted, in their case, they accepted Ohio State's self-imposed ban as being yes. punishment enough. Uh, Miami, they gave us the hammer. Um, almost, you know, I, I had to hear it forever that Miami should get the death penalty for a booster having parties with fucking players, yacht strippers and yachts and shit. And here, you know, it would be a joke because... The difference is the NCAA hasn't punished them yet. Yes. My problem with the NCAA is you've been investigating them for two fucking years, and we watched it on national television happen. What you're investigating them for? Yeah. On national television, dude. On that, it's it's like I'm gonna investigate this guy for murder, and I'm gonna go watch him shoot a person on the news, and I'm still gonna investigate it for another year. Yeah. Because maybe he didn't do it. Yeah. It's. It, they favor the SEC so fucking hard, and everyone's known Everyone's known what the SEC's been doing for years. And they just... And we know why. It's because they're the fucking they're money, the money maker. Yeah. That's where the money is. They're the winners. They're the breadbasket. They, they don't want to lose their money. They're the team the AP puts in all the top 25 and then says they're all fucking great, even though they don't play anybody outside of the fucking SEC. But it's... Agreed. I it, it The NCAA is a... It's been a joke. I mean, to get half of its evidence against Miami, it had to bribe fucking uh, witnesses and shit, which uh, ended up was the reason why they didn't give us the death penalty is because everyone's like, wait, the NCAA did what? Fuck them. And it turned into literally everyone was rooting for Miami, which was the first in college football history. You know, it's... <laughs> it's I'm being serious. Dude, everyone... Oh, you're reading the, com- the comments? <laughs> Also, school formally announced that they will forego the college football playoff this year as punishment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> that's good shit. Who is that? Oh, that's oh fuck. I'm sorry. No, you're good. So you're. I I think the only light at the end of this tunnel is that that investigation's still going. Yeah, and that that self-imposed thing. Is a, was an absolute joke move, dude. That is a joke. Oh, 100%. And everyone's calling it out. So now I feel like the NCAA, it's going to be another Miami situation where they ended up dropping the investigation against Miami when they got found out they were bribing. I think it's going to be the same situation where everyone's they're going to see this pressure coming in about what the fuck, man, on this self-imposed thing. And they're just going to, I feel like they might drop the hammer, but I'd, I'd still be surprised if they do. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see it happening. I it's just unbelievable. And LSU, thank you for finally showing what the SEC has been doing. Because um, I feel like this is you weren't the only program doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> And everyone's known about it. So, Well, yeah. now, now let's get into some of these picks. All right? So we're going to start out with our CBS Pick'em. All right? We're going to go th- through the list of the games. And these are my picks up on the board. And then we're going to add one game to the end of it. We're adding the Cincinnati oh SMU game. Yeah, I got to fucking. <laughs> All right. I got to no, pull my picks that up. That wasn't on there. So, as these guys pull up, um, for those of you that are don't know, we do a pick 'em contest. We started it a little late. Um, let me pull this up. I think we started after what week we, one. We started week it two. at week three is when we started. So the current standings are. I am in the lead with 27 points. Darby's in second place with 21. And Callahan is in third with 20. Because I didn't pick for a week. Yep, you fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> but, hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta accept it. That's your score. I was, I was boozing. So, starting off with Auburn, Ole Miss. Obviously, I'm taking Auburn in this matchup. Ole Miss, um, Auburn's overrated. I agree, Auburn is definitely overrated. I still think that Auburn will beat I'll, Ole Miss. I'll take 400 yards against Alabama's defense for 500, please. <laughs> and I'm taking Ole Miss. Uh, <laughs> this one was really tough for me to pick. But I just don't see Florida State performing that well again twice. I don't know. I may switch it back to Florida State. Uh, uh, you, hey, this is it. You're locking it on the podcast or you're fucking... All right, Luke, give me your pick. Louisville. I'm Louisville. Yeah. I think Louisville's offense is going to get the ball rolling after Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And I'm honestly... It's either Louisville's defense was actually finally stepped up for once, yeah. or Notre Dame is just what I've been saying for but ever. That one was really difficult for me to pick. I have North Carolina 
on a bounce back game against NC State. NC State. NC State. I'm taking UNC. Okay. Um, I if it if it wasn't coming off a loss, I actually would have picked this game for my upset. But uh, I think coming off a loss, Mac Brown's gonna have that team kind of fired up. Okay. Um, we already picked this one. Yeah. No need to even talk about it. <coughs> Oklahoma TCU boys. TCU. TCU. Okay. Uh, I got OU. I got Oklahoma as well. Um, Bama Tennessee. <laughs> Bama. Bama. I mean, after Tennessee. I picked against Bama once. I'm after Tennessee's oh, performance, it's the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Baylor, Texas, Texas. Okay. I got Texas. I had both OU and Texas come yeah. bouncing back. And we already discussed this one. I got Purdue. Purdue. You got Purdue. Purdue. And Darby's got Purdue as well. Notre Dame versus Pitt. No, you skip one. Oh, yeah. I did. Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Iowa State, Coach Campbell. Let's go. Iowa back. State, baby. All right. I'm sticking with uh, the Cowboys to remain undefeated. All right. So now I'll go down to Notre Dame and Pitt. Notre Dame. Pitt. <laughs> I'm taking Pitt because I really do think their defense is legit. And if Notre Dame struggles against a Louisville fucking defense, have fun, guys. It's yeah. going to be a good show. And I'm going to enjoy watching you guys lose. I would not be opposed to that one. I'd be happy. I would not be able to guess the score of that because I feel like it's going to be a defensive battle, so it's going to be low scoring. All right, Penn State versus Indiana. Penn State. Penn State. All right, we're all on the same page there. WVU Texas Tech. This one was really difficult for me to pick. I'm still not sure if I'm sold on it. Where's this game at? I think it's at At Texas Texas Tech. Tech. I'm taking Texas Tech just because of that. I was at West. I was at West Virginia. But I'm going to take Texas Tech. I'm taking Texas Tech. I'm going to stick with West Virginia. South Carolina, LSU. LSU. South Carolina. South Carolina, 100%. LSU's about to fall apart. Oh, especially after that shit, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) You switched it. (laughs) I just switched it. All right, we already talked about Minnesota, Michigan. Go blue for one game. Make me right. You don't say that shit in this basement. Hey, I'm just saying, just make me right for you, one game. You can, you can, no, you do not I'm say doing that it shit. off no fucking bases outside of I just want an upset. All right, Miami, Virginia. Miami. Miami, baby. Miami. All right, now, time for the last one. It's not on this. Cincinnati, SMU, boys. Let's go back to old ESPN and pull it up here. So, Luke, talk it through, talk me through it. I know you got I... some thoughts on it. I'll be honest, I'm timid, but at the same yeah. time, like... I'm timid. Like, <laughs> like, for real, man, if we don't come out hot, we ain't got a shot and fuck of really winning this ball game. But I think we're we're home for this, so no. we're not. Is it, are you? Usually, yeah, I thought the, we were. Usually you put the home team on the right. You're right. I thought we were home. Let me pull it back up. i got to scroll back down. Might be totally wrong there. Wait, wait. Uh, yeah, it's in Texas. It's our first legit road game. I don't know. SMU can fucking play clearly, and we've been on some fucking bullshit lately, but we've been able to battle through and come back and win. So I like that. I'm telling you, this is gonna be a good fucking ball game all around. I know that as a fact. I think we can still win this, though. I think our defense is going to fucking hold tight and we're going to be able to hold these dudes. Because the one thing that I did see about SMU's offense is they weren't they weren't solid. They weren't consistent. They weren't anything that like I thought was a huge threat. They had some big plays here and there, but off of some blown fucking bullshit that they were dealing with, with Memphis, which is what happens with Memphis because Memphis isn't fucking disciplined. Yeah. Our defense is fucking disciplined. We're just not the biggest, the fastest, or the strongest, but we're fucking we're disciplined. So I think our defense will be able to handle SMU's offense. And then I'm just going to be fucking begging the God that we don't fucking have some stupid-ass turnovers on offense. That's the only thing that could possibly fuck this up for us. Darby? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Say it, SMU. He says SMU. What do you say? You do yours. I'm still, th- I'm still, I'm still thinking. So, I am taking SMU. That's all right. Um, I am really concerned with the lack of offense production out of Cincinnati thus far. Yeah. Um, it's a big concern. If this is the game that they turn it around, I would be really, really excited to see that. Obviously, I'm going to be rooting for them to win, 
Mm-hmm. I want them to win. Um, but I kind of I learned my lesson on going with you know how we feel in the Miami Clemson game versus and what really makes sense. versus using my head and thinking yeah. analytically. Um, and it, well, hey, coming into that game, even analytically, but but still, we I should have know. known better because it was Clemson. But anyway, SMU, I've been really impressed with their offense. They have some firepower there. Um, I, and, I mean, just looking at the scores, they they put up above 30 every game. And, I mean, I know they haven't really played. They didn't get to play TCU. Texas State was the only real close game, and they Texas State team has kind of fallen off. Memphis was a close win. Tulane was even a close win. I have questions about SMU's defense, but again, Cincinnati's offense hasn't impressed me this year. I'll be rooting for the Bearcats, but I have to go with my gut and say SMU takes it. So I think this game is going to be a fucking shootout. Um, I think this is going to be... This is going to look like a new defense game, in my opinion. Um, It's going to be high-scoring... Lots of fucking blown plays. Um, but when it comes to shootouts, I like to always take the team with the better defense. And when I look at yards allowed, SMU's given up 400 yards a game. And I've always been very high on SMU. I've picked SMU on several of the games that we've had on pickums. Um Give me fucking Cincinnati, dude. I, fucking I, I really do. I... I Part of me wants to with SMU, like I said, because they're I'm kind of a homer with them. I, I've always liked SMU. Um, I love their offense. I just feel like when it comes to shootouts and games where we think it's going to be tight, it comes down to what defense we feel is going to um, step up, step up and make a play. I have a lot more faith in Cincinnati's defense than I do SMU's defense. And also, did that did their star receiver ever come back? SMU. Oh, that's right. That's a big thing to me. God, he got hurt. I don't remember. Because he was carrying... The one game we watched of them, he yeah. was absolutely carrying that it was offense. Memphis. It wasn't Memphis. Yeah. No, it wasn't Memphis. Well, it was, uh, no, it was Memphis. the game before Memphis. Didn't Receiving. they have some injuries against Memphis? He's number too? eight. Huh? Didn't they have like two guys, big-time guys, go down against Memphis? Roberson. Reggie Roberson. So... Did he play against Memphis? Or do they have any kind of injury? Game stats. On Memphis, he did play. Okay, so he's fine. And he had 243 yards. Wait, did he... Is that the game he got hurt? I thought that was the game he got hurt. No, what? It was not because we were watching it. We didn't watch the games this we week. We saw. We saw. Wait, did we? Wait, 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 wait. Did they have a bye week. week last week? Yeah. Oh. That was last week. Oh shit! Yeah, that was the game that he, we watched. Okay. Yeah, because that was, that was his, it was his knee that buckled, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was him. Okay. That was Memphis. I didn't realize that was Memphis. Yep. Oh yeah, because Memphis played UCF last week. Fuck, am I talking? Yep, yep, yep. Is it? Yeah, he did not play the. They played Tulane. He did not play in the Tulane game. Yeah, I'm taking Cincy. I think he's too good of a weapon. He wasn't the only weapon that went down, too. There was another guy from SMU who went down pretty bad, too. I can't remember who it was. but So, uh, I uh, give, me the fu- give me the fucking Bearcats, dude. Fucking go, I think this will be a nice proving win for you guys, and that will prove your resume and make you feel a little more comfortable with you guys being in the top ten. I hope and so. moving up. Yeah, I so, I, real quick, I am just pulling up the box score. To look at SMU's receiving, yes, he did not play. Okay. So, yeah, that's some big news. Um, I completely forgot about him being out. Uh, I still, personally, I still got to take SMU. I think they're off. Well, they still had three wide receivers last week go for 100 plus. But that's their offense. They're an air raid offense. I think that is going to be a really good game. Um, Luke, what's got you dialed up, brother? Man... I knew I had something really good dialed up earlier. Can't really think of it at the moment. Oh, I'm making fucking moonshine this week, by the way. Oh, is that illegal? You can't sell it. You can make it. You can't sell it. Okay, yeah, I'm making it. <laughs> <laughs> and not and not selling it. And he's not and selling I, it. I'm not selling it. Please do not try this at home. Look and at LSU, not him. <laughs> don't drink unless if you're of age. And if you do so, do it respectfully. Responsibly. And responsibly. And do not drive. Thank you. Moonshine. Darby. I'm dialed up to watch some Ohio State. Um, I know, you know, I'm a Miami fan at heart. Ohio State's number two of mine. And, you know, I I might 
Um, I might watch it with my, with my grandpa because I typically watch a lot of high state games with him. Well, it looks like um, I'm going to be here with the four TVs by myself. Boys. Maybe it's not set in stone. I got to see what they're doing. Um, but I'd like to at least watch the first game with him. Um, it's just kind of a tradition. So yeah. I look forward to hopefully spending some time with him and watching the Buckeyes roll Nebraska. Very nice. And go you. Okay. We know where the love is. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, Rachel and I are starting to. We're starting the house hunting process. We're starting to look at houses. Mm. So that's what's got me dialed up. I'm waiting for the confirmation, but we should be going and uh, taking a look at one house on Saturday morning. So right. Saturday's going to be a good day. Where are you looking at? Right now, we're looking up in Westerville. You son of a bitch. And we'd only be there for a couple years. Son of a bitch. What about me? He's... Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck both of you. I'll hold down the fort and grow I'm not. I'm not doing it an hour and 20 minute commute every fucking day. Okay? Fuck you. Fuck you. It's better than going up there. So, I'll live with it. Get dialed up, baby. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. Well, hey, 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 before... What? And, and before, before... What you got? Hey, no. Before you go... Hit the social media. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know, yeah. hit the... Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on everything. Whatever platform you prefer to use, I guarantee you we're on it. And we're going to be doing updates consistently. The more that we see people buy in, you guys enjoy what we got, I can guarantee you we're just going to give you more and more. You just let us know. So, so follow and subscribe. We're there. Yep. Like he said, we're going to have a, a link to our podcast website in the uh, description of the YouTube video. For those of you listening on Spotify and uh, iTunes podcast, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on TuneIn, YouTube. We stream the episodes on Twitch. Each of us have a Twitter. We have the Dialed Up Twitter. They both are running Instagram. Follow the boys. Uh, communicate with us. Talk to us. Give us your opinions. Tell, tell us when we're you dialed up. Tell us when we're stupid. And uh, y'all have a blessed, blessed week. We'll see you Saturday.